global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. Let's go over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call with Bill Maloney. Bill? Good afternoon, Catherine. Sharp gains again today for U.S. stocks with the Dow currently higher by 291 points. SBs gained 37 and NASDAQ rises 94. The Dow is having its best day since March. Over in Europe, the U.K. climbed 3.6% and Spain rose 3.5%. Back in the U.S., the small cap 600 is higher by 14 points and the U.S. 10 yield at 1.49%. All 10 SB sectors are higher, led by gains in energy, financials, and health care. Dow Transports rise 184 points. NASA Biotech's climbed 2.5%, and the VIX is lower by 10%. Dow leaders included American Express, Nike, and J.P. Morgan. Nike jumps 3% after its results, while Monsanto gained 2.4% after its earnings. Live from the first of breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Catherine? Thank you, Bill. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type S-Q-U-A-K on your terminal. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil is up $1.64 a barrel, 3.4%, trading at 49.49. Spot Gold up $7.10 the ounce at 13.2490. Ten-year Treasury down 8.30 seconds with a yield of 1.49%. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. General Electric, GE, isn't too big to fail anymore. All it took was the most sweeping transformation in the company's 124-year history. The FSOC, the Financial Stability Oversight Council, released GE from its designation as a SIPI. A systemically important financial institution, it said Wednesday, GE no longer poses a threat to U.S. financial stability. Seems to be a relief not only to financial regulators, but also to investors. Joining us now to discuss uh, this story, why it is so important in where GE is now and where it's going, is Rick Clough. He's industrial reporter at Bloomberg News. GE, of course, is one of the companies he varies very, very closely, and he's joining us here in studio. Rick, welcome. Thank you. So, uh, GE Capital, long gone, right? I mean, that, that got started trimmed down even during the crisis almost. What has GE been doing to finally reach the point where you can say, don't, don't worry about us anymore. We're not doing too much banking and finance kind of stuff anymore. Well, they've been doing a whole lot and GE Capital isn't technically gone. What they're keeping are a couple of businesses that uh, will support their manufacturing businesses. So for instance, they're going to continue doing aircraft leasing because they also make jet engines. So they're keeping a few things, but they've they've sold off the bulk of, of GE Capital. I mean, a whole range of businesses like vehicle fleet financing and uh, commercial real estate, you name it. Um, but they've been doing this. They've sold almost $200 billion of assets in, in about 15 months. So give us, if you could, just roughly like figures of how big GE Capital was and what it is now. And of course, you point out in one of your stories, hey, big victory for Jeff Immel, you know, the guy who's been trying to fill Jeff, Jack Welts, you know, uh, shoes for so long. Uh he was the one who built up all this financing, this GE Capital behemoth. Jeff 
very quickly said, uh-uh, no more. But what, 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 what size was it? What is it now? Well, you know, it, it, it used to be actually about half of, of GE. I mean, um, about half of their earnings, about half of their sales came from, from finance. And, uh, they announced this plan a little over a year ago and, and have said that, that they want to, uh, shrink it down to about 10% of, of their, their earnings. And, uh, they're, they're just about there. So how profitable is this line of business? Because at 10%, it's still a substantial part of what GE is doing. Is it so much that it brings in revenues and is a source of, of earnings growth? Or is it more that it keeps the cost down for GE by having an arm that does some of this very important financing for a couple of its very important divisions? Well, you know, and it's not really about profitability. Um it, it's not that GE Capital wasn't profitable. It, it was that it was volatile. And so it was, it was after the financial crisis that a lot of investors really became vocal, wanting them to, uh, to basically decide what they're doing with that and to, to shrink it. And so they said for a number of years that they were going to shrink it down, but it was only, uh, in April of, of 2015 that they, they announced a, a specific plan and, uh, said that, that they're going to get rid of almost all of it. Now by having businesses Finance businesses that that support their their manufacturing ones, there's uh, more kind of synergy, and and so so I think investors know what they're dealing with a little better. And in fact, your story also points out that uh, selling off the bulk of the GE Capital units has been a really important reason why some big activist type investors have taken large stakes in GE. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Nelson Peltz, uh, um, was the, uh, the big name that came in, uh, last year. And he said that, that that was a big reason why I think that, that they were taking a look at GE earlier in, in the year. And, and, uh, you know, it was one, it was after that, uh, that plan was announced that, that, uh, they were actually afraid that maybe they had uh, missed their chance to get in. But, uh, they're, they're really, they, they still saw a lot of upside and they're, they still have a pretty substantial stake. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of investors, um, activists and otherwise, uh, are, are, are looking at GE now uh, because of uh, the changes that they've made. So uh, GE's share price uh, up about $0.65 cents today, $30.59. When I look at the uh, line chart on my Bloomberg, you can see that it's really been stuck in a range over the, what, the past several months. I mean, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't get much above... What thirty two dollars a share doesn't you know? What's it, is Jeff Emmel ever going to be able to bust this out of the range to the upside and get back even to the levels he had years ago before the crisis? Well, you know, I think a lot of people um, will uh, kind of give him a break on that because uh, there there's some recognition that uh, maybe the it was a, a bit uh, the values were a bit inflated at the time he took over and and so um so it was naturally going to come down a bit but uh, but actually I think uh, there 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 really is uh, a recognition recently that uh, of of the changes he's making and uh, and and the share price is starting to reflect that there are some analysts that think it could double by the end of the decade well Hear that, investors? Large and small, that would be nice. Double by the end of the decade. Rick Clough, thank you so much for joining us. He covers GE. He's an industrial reporter for Bloomberg News. I'm Kathleen Hayes. My co-host, Pim Fox, is on vacation. And I'm taking stock on Bloomberg Radio. 
Bloomer Taking Stock is brought to you by Maserati of Manhattan. Maserati is ultra-luxury sports and style. Maserati of Manhattan is now open on the corner of 6th Avenue and Canal Street in Tribeca, minutes from the Financial District. Visit MaseratiofManhattan.com.